The Sugar Series, Part 2, Cherry Bum, Chapter 1, Life Goes On. Fast forward from September in the prologue to October 1st. Chris ran into the shop and bounced around until Dee had to catch him and hold him still long enough to make him explain his exuberance. The school is having a costume contest. The person or group with the best costume is going to win a prize. It's money! I can save to buy Christmas presents. Chris looked around the shop and sighed. Leon was not there. He's working a difficult case, Count D said. Come on, let's get your homework done so you can spend time with him when he does make it in. Chris pouted and his lower lip trembled. For the past two weeks, I've been in bed when he got in. Chris sat at the table and looked out at the afternoon sun. He hoped Leon would be done with his case soon, for he missed him. Just think of it this way, Count D said. When Leon is done with his case, the city will be less one dangerous criminal. I'll make you some afternoon tea. Count D said he meandered to the back of the shop. He too was worried about Leon but not about the lateness of his returns. This time, he was after a smuggling ring. Not like he had previously thought Dee was smuggling, but the real thing, the dangerous real things. Several times he would come home, and Count Dee would caress the fatigue and worry lines from Leon's brow. Dee tried not to think of the times Leon had been shot. He would not worry, for what had worrying ever gotten anyone? Count D was just helping Chris with his math when the door of the pet shop opened. He looked up, expecting a customer, and gasped. Leon stood, the sun shining behind him. He looked exhausted. Mickey trailed in behind him. Mind if he stays over for a bit? Rio and D are taking my shift at work so I can get some rest, Leon said. Count D rose and walked over to him. Of course, I don't mind. Before you go to bed... Maybe you would like to show Chris the new computer game you have acquired. Leon tried to find the hidden message Count D was looking at him so meaningfully. Had Chris missed him? Sure. Then I have to get some sleep, Leon said, his voice full of regret. For sleep was all he was really capable of. Lately, he had come home with only enough energy to fall unconscious on the bed beside Count D. He would be gone before D was even awake. Come on, Squirt. Bicky, let's leave D to his moldy old pets. T-Child noted the weary look in Leon's eyes and decided it was not worth the effort to bite him. Count D entered the bedroom quietly and sat beside the prone form of Leon. He ran his hands gently through his golden hair, which had gotten longer in only a month's time. Bleary blue eyes opened. Sorry. I did not mean to awaken you, Count D said. He prepared to leave the bed. It's okay, Leon murmured. He caught Count D's hand and placed the kiss on the palm. I miss you. I wish we could just catch the bastards and be done with it. Count D slid into bed and tenderly licked Leon's ear, then he bit down. Ow, okay, okay, I watched the language. Leon laughed and pulled D in close. He nuzzled D's neck and fell back into a deep sleep. D sighed and stayed within his embrace all night. Count D collected his usual cache of mail and paused as an envelope caught his eye. 
It was an invitation from Mrs. Bertley. This Saturday. Hmm. Count D said and headed off to prepare breakfast. He handed he handed the invitation to Leon as he sat down with the boys for breakfast. Wish I could, but I'm on duty this Saturday, Leon said. He noted Count D's momentary pout. But you should go. Take the boys with. It says here that children are welcome to have a daycare on site. <laughs> the wealthy sure know how to party. Yes, well, eat your breakfast. On your way to work, could you drop the boys off at school? Count D said. He took the invitation back and went to open the shop. Leon found him with the cusper. The man had the look of a frightened child. No, the frog is not mocking your efforts. She would just rather be left alone right now. I would suggest you... Leon simply shook his head and left. Count D looked around at the well-dressed people and felt lonelier. It would have been better to have stayed home. Now that he knew what it was like to be loved for himself, the superficial posturing of these people grated on his emotions like a dull saw. Perhaps his father was right. Dealing with humans could never be healthy for a commie's equilibrium. D felt the hand caress his side. He turned to politely ask to not be touched and gasped. I thought you were on duty, he said to Leon, who looked very handsome in his evening wear. I am the tread lad here. And why am I not surprised to find you here, Leon said as he, his hand roamed Count D's lower back. I got the invitation earlier this week, Count D said. Surely you don't think I'm involved? Count D raised a well-sculpted brow. He noted that Rio and D were standing off by the side, keeping an eye on the crowd. He also saw Randolph scowling at him and Leon. I see you are all working. Yeah, Jill's around here somewhere, Leon said. His other arm came around D, and he began to gently sway to the softly playing music. Count D frowned and stared at the stage as he got the vague feeling that he knew this song. He looked at the stage and noted that it was filling with the entertainment. He recognized none of the musicians. With a sad sigh, he turned back to Leon. Dee's breath caught, and he turned back to the stage. Andy, he breathed, she's alive. Leon looked down at County with a mixture of confusion and love. What do you mean she's alive? Leon said. I thought she just left town for a while. She's Arcadian. Whenever they up and leave town, it's always dangerous. But where are the normal musicians? County looked again at the stage. He noted a young man with green and black hair, and a woman with startling white hair. He vaguely recognized them, but could not be sure. What's she saying? Leon asked as he wrapped his arms tighter around Count D. He realized he was dancing with D in public, but he did not care. That is the Aino Uta, D said in perfect pronunciation of the Japanese words. It is the song of love. Good, Leon said and rested his head on top of Count D's. I love you, he said quietly. D smiled then and enjoyed this moment, even if Leon was on duty. D, 
Count D turned as his name was squealed across the floor. Leon had resumed his post, and Count D found himself sitting near the window conversing with Mrs. Bertley and several of her friends. Count D stood and braced himself, for he knew of Andy's penchant for hurling herself at people she cared for. D caught her in an embrace and laughed at her exuberant good cheer. Did you miss me? Of course, D assured her. I need to talk to you, she said in a low voice. Before she could lead Count D somewhere alone, a hand clapped down on his, his shoulder. Count D turned and felt his stomach drop to the floor. Years of memories washed over him as he stared in horror at the person in front of him. The hand squeezed cruelly. I'm too late, Andy sighed, and tears fell down her cheeks as Count D was dragged, none too gently, from the room. To be continued.